the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Thursday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Good morning. Gosh, Thursday already. Yep. That's all right. I know. What? Yeah, bring on the weekend, I guess. Well, it just, yeah. I swear this it was just is... Monday, but that's all right. It, it's good yeah. that it went by fast. It did. It did. <laughs> very busy. Yes. Yeah, very to busy. To say the least. Yes. We're all hitting the ground running. Everybody's got kind of a little crud, but we're all, it's, it's enough right. to make you just ornery at work, but other than that, we're doing all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's get the crud out of the way, yeah. and, and, and let's go ahead and focus on a prayer. Amen. Uh, today is the feast day of Blessed William Carter. So we'll offer up a prayer in his name, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, in glory and honor of your holy name, blessed William Carter fearlessly and fervently followed the faith in the midst of persecution as well as trial. He bore witness to the faith and hope and righteousness. May we too, by his example, bear all adversity for the sake of your love. May we hasten toward you who are our only purpose for you alone, our life and eternity through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed William Amen. Carter. Amen. We Pray will learn us. more about Blessed William Carter. Yeah, later on during today's show. But you know what I was thinking? This is an easy name to pronounce compared yeah. <laughs> to the saints of the day in previous times. Oh, goodness. Uh, yes. And it's not going to get any easier because I think we got a pronunciation email a yeah. couple of days ago from Jeff about one that's coming up that is uh, quite a challenge. Yeah. But we're up for it. But hey, we're here to learn about all the saints and uh, how to pronounce their names and learn a little bit more about it's gonna, them. It's going to take us a few days to practice that name, world. Jeff. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, leaving everybody in suspense as to who it is. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Who is it? Who is yeah. it, Damien? Go ahead, tell I, us. I don't even, I think, I don't even know the day, to be honest. Oh, okay. I just okay. saw the email. <laughs> Oh, wait till you hear it. We're, we're going to let you uh, talk about it. If I'm not mistaken, I'm sick that day, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it won't really matter how to pronounce <laughs> it for my book. <laughs> You're going to be all that day. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, real quick, we have some events in our listening area. We will give you details about it at 10 after, but we're starting off with Dr. Mark Williams of the Homa Thibodeau Catholic Schools. He's a superintendent. He'll be giving us their monthly update. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. joins us, and we talk about marriage and family life on Thursdays. Today we are talking about child nutrition, family nutrition, all those things, all the fun things, you know, chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese, That's and like nutritious. all the healthy stuff. Yeah, actually. really healthy stuff. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> 48 minutes. Yes, Dave. Exactly. Pizza. In 48 minutes, Stephen Nelson joins us. He's a Catholic convert and author. 
Today, he's talking about his new book called The Magdalena Prayer Book. So looking forward to today's guest. Real quick, Damien, looking forward to your weather report. What do you have for us? Well, today's going to feel like a spring day, to be honest with you. Uh, It's going to be sunny, a few clouds, breezy, with a high of 73, a low of 63. This all precedes the rain that's headed our way that will arrive early in the morning tomorrow, and it should be done before lunchtime. What's interesting is the fact that the high is going to start out at 70, but as the day goes on, the temperatures are going to continue to drop throughout the day, pretty much of a difference of about 40 degrees. It's going to be 70 pretty much when the morning gets started. The following morning, 7 o'clock, give or take, it's going to be about 32 degrees. Oh, my goodness. So What? Wow. Yep. Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be cool and sunny. So should have a great weekend in store coming up. Temperatures in and around the area right now. Gulfport, it's 52, 54 in Homa Thibodeau. Baton Rouge, 51. New Orleans, 55. Blessed Thursday to you, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's Gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 1. A leper came to him, and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched the leper, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. Then he said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad, so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Leprosy. Oh! was a hideous and terrifying disease that aptly represents sin. For the George Cain tells the story of Wong Li, the leper of Tianjin, China. Wong Li lived a miserable existence begging by the Temple of Lanterns, terribly disfigured, a living mass of decay. The locals called him the most horrible leper in all China. Gradually, the missionary won Wong Li's friendship then told him the amazing story about Jesus and paradise. It was a tale of real people who rose from wretchedness to become princes and princesses in the land beyond the furthest star. Wong Li listened with rapt attention. He always called Jesus the man on the cross. On the day of his baptism and first communion, Jesus wrapped poor, disease-ridden Wong Li in his sacramental arms for he now possessed a soul of transcendent loveliness. Then the day came when the priest was told that his leper was dying. He knelt down beside Wong Li. The leper held tightly in his half-rotten hand the crucifix he was given at his baptism. It was his passport to eternal happiness. The end came swiftly. He whispered the name of Jesus, pressed the crucifix to his bleeding lips, and died. This is what happened next in Father Cain's words. I knew that as suddenly as a blinding flash of lightning, the soul of the leper of Tiencien had winged its way to the very portals of paradise. Then he imagined what happened next when Wong Li walked into paradise awed by the beauty that no eye had seen or mind conceived. And he wrote, 
I can almost hear a voice out of the beatific vision say, What is your name? And I fancy I heard poor humble Wong Lee answer in his childlike simplicity, I am the most horrible leper in all China. And then a nail-pierced hand took the hand of Wong Lee. I seemed to hear a voice saying, I too was accounted as a leper and as one struck by God, for I am the man on the cross. And so ends the story of Wong Lee and all of us who are cured from the leprosy of sin. For our true destiny is with Wong Lee in the palace of the King of Kings, where everyone lives happily ever after. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, James. Thank you, Father Chris. It is Thursday morning, January 11th. Thank you for being with us and tuning your heart to the truth. Here are some events you guys may be interested in. So listen up. St. Agnes Church is once again hosting Kathleen Beckman in Baton Rouge. It's coming up this Saturday, as a matter of fact. She'll be doing two presentations on Blessed Conchita Cabrera, appreciating uh, anything that you can do to to let others know that's what we're doing. So pass the word right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to be January 13th, two talks, okay, on Blessed Kachita. And the first one's going to be at 9 a.m., again, at St. Agnes Catholic Church in Baton Rouge. Uh, she'll be presenting The Wisdom of Blessed Conchita, Wife, Mother, Mystic, and Prophet for Priest. And that's at 9 a.m. Two, and then the second one's right after that at 10 a.m. And it's going to be uh, of Mary, the Eucharist, the Cross, and Prayer. There will be confessions beginning at 7.30 in the morning prior to the talks. Mass will also be held at 8 o'clock in the morning. So it's going to be a full morning, uh, but boy, you'll be entertained and enlightened at the same time and have an opportunity to go to church and go to confession. Uh, If you'd like more information, go to ccmedia.live. Yeah, this is Kathleen Beckman. This is a big deal. It's coming into Mm -hmm. town. She's coming into town actually for a fundraiser that they're having uh, uh, the night before, but it's sold out because mm-hmm. it's Kathleen Beckman. So, so mm-hmm. to have this opportunity to go here, I mean, yeah, you want to jump at that. So that's at St. Agnes in Baton Rouge on Saturday morning. St. Catherine of Siena presents Alpha, which takes place over 11 weekly sessions beginning January 23rd and a weekend retreat uh, that begins on Friday evening, March 15th and Saturday, March 16th. Each session runs 6.30 to 8.30, including sharing a meal, watching a video, and discussing the video in small groups. Child care is provided during the Alpha sessions, and Alpha is a great way to make new friends and to forge a relationship, and it's free. So this would be a great gift to give yourself. Sign up at, uh, just go to ccmedia.live. You can, we'll take it from there. Very nice. Well, Total Vision is coming up. It's a two-day seminar where you will dive deeply into St. John, St. Pope St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. If you've ever desired to learn more about this life-changing teaching, then this seminar is for you. The first session will take place January 25th through the 26th. Uh, and then uh, from on Thursday the 25th, it's from 1 to 5. Friday the 26th is from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Session two is January 26th through the 27th. 
Uh, and there are times for those on our website at ccmedia.live. It's going to be held at Mary Queen of Peace Catholic Church on the North Shore in Mandeville, and the cost is $97. There's going to be printed material, uh, lunch on the full day, and refreshments throughout the seminar that are included in the registration costs. So you can go to ccmedia.live for more information. And a week from today is Alexander's Holly Jolly event. It's to benefit St. Vincent de Paul in Baton Rouge. This is a great event for you to taste some rare bourbons that they're going to have available, as well as some wines. It's going to be held at Alexander's Highland Market. And as I said, Thursday, January 18th, it'll be from 4 to 7. It's a major fundraiser for St. Vincent de Paul. Last year, they raised right at about $56,000. They're hoping to do the same or better. All pro Seeds will go to St. Vincent de Paul, and uh, if you'd like to go, uh, tickets are only $15 a person, uh, and uh, $15, but the most you can buy in the raffle that they're having is 20 tickets, so uh, plan on being there. It'll be a lot of fun. Don't go too far. Dr. Mark Williams is next on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 11th. Today we celebrate Blessed William Carter. Born in London, William entered the printing business and served as an apprentice to well-known Catholic printers, one of whom served a prison sentence for persisting in the Catholic faith. William himself served time in prison for printing so-called lewd pamphlets. In fact, they were books that upheld the Catholic faith. William went on to offend officials by publishing works aimed at keeping Catholics firm in their faith. When they went to his home, they found various vestments and books that gave them the justification they sought to keep him in prison and torture him. Eventually, William was charged with printing and publishing The Treatise of Schism, a document that allegedly incited violence against Queen Elizabeth I. Only later was it found that the book was in fact written by a traitor and addressed to traitors. It took the jury only 15 minutes to reach a guilty verdict against William Carter. He made his final confession to a priest who was being tried alongside him and was martyred the following day, January the 11th, 1584. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. to wake up and thank you for being with us right now we have as our guest dr mark williams superintendent of home and thibodeau catholic schools always a pleasure to chat with uh, mark and today we're going to talk about uh, catholic schools week which is getting ready to take place and at the same time what's going on in the diocese regarding catholic schools good morning dr mark Damien, good morning. I hope you're doing well today. I'm doing well, but boy, the people around me, I think, <laughs> I don't know like about flies. them. We yeah. might need to pray for them. <laughs> I'm just fine. <laughs> I'm talking about in the studio. Stay over there, Gabby. Yeah, stay over there. Oh, we're getting ready to open um, up yeah, an I'm infirmary fine. here. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's focus on Catholic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's focus on Catholic schools. I'm sure there's a lot of kids calling in sick, even though there was a good two-week two, two week break, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's funny that you're saying that because my wife, who's the principal of Holy Name of Jesus School in New Orleans, she um, wow. she is feeling bad this morning, and she said three teachers are feeling bad. Yeah, so, see, see, yeah, we yeah. obviously have something going around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we'll get over it. And uh, at the same time, what are some of the, the things that you had ready for the new year? Because you always have a great agenda and plan in place. We uh, right now we're gearing up for our Catholic Schools Week. The Catholic Schools Week is from January 28th until February 4th. The beauty of it is it's two Sundays, and um, and and so what do we do? What are we going to try to do? So so what we we have a process where we where we're going to highlight the work that we're doing. We're going to highlight that. What do I mean by that? Well, the, you'll see the principal at the parish. You know, to tell it. You know, the a lot of times people forget the school is a ministry of the parish, and often the largest largest ministry in the parish. So you'll see the principal, you know, give a state of the school address. How's the school doing? How you know? How's what are the good things going on at the school? What are the challenges? To tell the parishioners. That's great. Exactly what's going on in the school, and and then, uh, and then we're also. Um, in the midst of our student of the year program, we have a Catholic student of the year program in the state of Louisiana, all seven dioceses. We're going to announce our student of the year winners here in Homa Thibodeau on uh, January 31st. And we're going to have a, a breakfast at 9 a.m. with the bishop and all of their families Nice uh, over here at Lumen Christi Retreat Center. And then on February 1st, the very next day, we're going to have a math symposium, which is all student-led, everything from kindergarten all the way to calculus. And so uh, those <laughs> wow. things we're going to have here at the Pastoral Center. So we're trying to recognize excellence. And then and then the week is is going to conclude really with an invitation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you look at any of our schools, you're going to see the invitation. Come tour the school. Come, you know, join us at Mass. Well, come educate your children here. Join our parish. You know, so so we'll, we'll culminate the week with the invitation. Very good. And what about you mentioned something about the the state of the schools, and you the you have the principals talk uh, to the parishioners. I think that's so vital uh, to to let the parents realize that they are there's a very important role in their life children's lives when it comes to education. The burden is not just on the school or even the teacher in the classroom. It starts at home, doesn't it? It does, and you know it's unbelievable that that you're that we're on this topic. I was recently at a a, a forum called Leadership Lafouche. It was earlier this week, Monday or Tuesday, and someone in the audience actually asked me, "What makes Catholic schools different? Why are why are you different? How are you sitting up there with all those other superintendents? What tell me what exactly makes you different?" And I told them two things. One, we make we make decisions at the local level. So each parish can do its absolute best for their community. And 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 so they have more autonomy at the school level, at the parish level. And secondly, what you were just saying, we partner with parents. 
parents are the primary form eaters and educators of their children. That's very clear in canon law and in the catechism. And, and, and so every single decision we make, we have the, you know, the um, perspective of the parents is considered in that decision. Mm-hmm. Now, let, if, if you don't mind, I want to touch on high schools because uh, you've got seniors who are preparing for college most of them, yeah. I would think. Uh, and boy, we're hearing a lot of negative talk, uh, how liberal the colleges are today. What are you doing as, as counselors, as guidance counselors or consultants for those seniors as to making a good, sound decision, both uh, from an educational standpoint and also their faith? That is a great question. That is a great question because, you know, we uh, our our schools are overwhelmingly catholic uh you know we 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 have weekly mass at every school mm-hmm. uh, many of our families attend mass together they're close they're tight knit they're a member of a parish and when we have these seniors go away and 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 you know my wife and i just recently had um our youngest who who just went to college and and we 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 try the the message that we try to tell the young people is get involved in the community find some other friends like you on campus go to mass get involved read be an usher do something mm-hmm. get involved in the community that's not too much to ask no to 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 do that on sundays but i got to tell you it's t- it's a tough sell on the college campuses today because they have so many other distractions and things and people and messaging telling them otherwise. Mm-hmm. It is it is it is a very difficult challenge. It it really is, and and I don't know what can be done, but boy, if if there's even a a, a little. I guess an outline of here's some pointers because you have 10 great things about Catholic schools on your website. It would be mm-hmm. cool to have 10 great things to keep in mind when you leave high school and go to college. And what I mean by that is you you don't have to go to a Catholic university. You you know LSU has Christ the King on its campus. Tulane has their their uh, Catholic Church on campus. The, the, there's universities all have a Catholic presence, and I think it's important that we at least share that information with them versus them trying to discover it on their own. Yeah, I mean we're and blessed. Nichols as well, for that matter. Yeah. Well, two things that I can <clears throat> directly comment on. We are blessed here in home of Thibodeau because we have Nickel State University right, right, right here in the midst of our community. And we have a parish, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, on the campus of Nickel State University. Uh, it's it's absolutely wonderful, extremely well-run you, you know, ministry uh, and outreach to the students and, and well-participated in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, our youngest... Uh, who just recently, you know, he's in his first year at LSU. Same thing with Christ the King. You know, they cook dinner every night. That's right. Invite the kids. Mm-hmm. What if you on on a tight budget? Yeah. Um, invite yeah. the kids over, um, and, and that's a good way to to you know to to get them into something positive and surrounded with with positivity instead yeah. of all of this negativity and 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 you know temptation. Stress. That's right. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. last question, and, um, and, and, I, and I don't know how it applies, but you're hearing DEI is, is incorporated yep. in a lot of education systems right now, mm-hmm. only because it's, it's somewhat of a mandate, sorry to say. Are you having to deal yeah. with that being Catholic schools? Can you differentiate yourself from that? Share with everyone what, what that well, is all about in, in regards to Catholic schools and the home of Thibodeau Diocese. Well, let me tell you, I, that is a great question. And it always comes back to the same thing to me. When people bring this up, it, it's like, guess what? This is in our DNA. And it's very simple. Everyone, everyone is made in the image and likeness of Jesus Christ, of God. Everyone is made in the likeness, image and likeness of God. And so we're going to treat everyone with love and respect. Now we're going to try to counsel you to always do right and 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 you know and but 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 everyone is made in the image and likeness of God and that's first. Mm-hmm. So before we have mm-hmm. any discussion about anything else, you know, we don't we don't see people as black or white. Uh we we don't. We see people as human beings as God's children and and so you know, I, you know, when I was a principal, that always served me well, uh, and and it's and, and just having that baseline is serving me well as a superintendent as well. Well, you're doing a great job, and congratulations to you. Yes. Hope your wife uh, doesn't really get too sick. She <laughs> she might just have a head cold or something, and it uh, doesn't affect her well, too much. So. But um, let's all try to stay healthy and, and uh, do what we're supposed to do to avoid whatever's floating around out there. But in the meantime, keep up the great work. And when you announce your uh, winners, uh, please let us know as well, the winning students. We are looking forward to it. May God bless all of you, and thank you for your ministry at Catholic Community Radio. Thank you. Dr. Mark Williams, Superintendent of Thibodeau Catholic Schools, thanks for being with us. Coming up next, David Dawson, Jr. He's here to share some things that you're going to want to know, especially if you have a great family. It is 35 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. And we're so glad to have David Dawson Jr. now join us. He is the COO of Witness to Love. And on Thursdays, we talk about marriage and family life. Well, today we are talking about children and nutrition, which is always a fun topic, right, Dave? Good morning. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, oh, no. Where do you start? A, Where do you start? Uh, yeah. I think you have to start with recognizing, like, this is nuts. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, I think with, with, with kids, it's funny. I, I, kids want to eat uh, the easiest, fastest, um, you know, saltiest, sugariest. Colorful. You know, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how they want to eat. And, and, and it's a battle. I think, you know, anything that's, that's going to be, like, if I've got an option as a kid, like, you know what I'm choosing. I think the key as a parent, you know, I've found, that I know that I'm supposed to feed my children well. I know that I'm supposed to, you know, give them good food instead of, you know, fast food or prepackaged stuff or junk or whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. They're screaming for, for, for the bad stuff. At some point, 
you know, you just lose that battle. And I think recognizing that, uh, that I'm going to lose that battle over time if it gets worse. And the kids don't actually get tired of fighting. I get tired of fighting. <laughs> they actually don't, don't get tired of fighting. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I get tired. Well, and so, Dave, Dave, do you find that children kind of go through phases of what they like and what they don't like? Like on Monday, they don't like a certain food, but on Tuesday, they'll of like course. it. And on Wednesday, they don't like that thing. And, you know, I'm not here to be the, what do you want to eat tonight, type of That's look right. at the menu parent it's this is what right. you're going to eat and uh and and that's how it's going to go so uh yeah. but have you how do you go about that because yeah. the mind is constantly changing and investigating and trying to figure out new things that's right and it's the same thing with anything that's like good for a child if we leave it up to the child mm-hmm. right a child's brain is not like their, their mind is not made for that to be able to make those decisions for themselves. Like they're not prepared for that and there's mm-hmm. not the responsibility until they're older. So to, to say, you know, to leave that up to them is actually a huge disservice to them. Like if I let my kids wear whatever they wanted to wear despite the weather, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like, no, it's fine. I'm going to be fine. This is what I want to wear. It's like, you yes. can't wear that. Number one, it's freezing. Number two, you look ridiculous. You know, and people are going to think we're homeless. And so I think it's yes. the same kind of thing. Like for the sake of my children, I've got to make those decisions for them. I think a huge key for, for me has been to recognize how do these foods affect me? When I eat, you know, super mm-hmm. uh, sweet stuff, I eat a lot of sweets, how does it affect me? Mm-hmm. When I eat a lot of uh, prepackaged salty stuff or pizza or whatever, how does it affect me? So these things I'm going to choose to eat kind of sparingly because I feel like garbage afterwards. Mm-hmm. So when my kids are acting terrible mm-hmm. at church, it might be the pancakes. You know, <laughs> if they're acting, <laughs> if they can't sleep at night, right? Yeah. Exactly. If they can't sleep very well, it might have been the pizza, you know. So once I started seeing patterns in my own life and seeing patterns in their behavior, it made it a whole lot easier to be like, okay, this is why. So and this is why you can't eat such and such all the time. This is why I'm not going to cave in and just order mm-hmm. pizza tonight. You know, why I'm not going to cave in and yeah. let you eat six Oreos. Even though you, all you want to eat is chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. that's not going to work for you mm-hmm. because I know how it affects you. As opposed to just the textbook says you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Talking so you, about, yeah, um, and I know that, and I know that a lot of parents homeschool that are listening, but those who um, send their children to school, I think it's important to pack lunches that are healthy for your child, but also adds yeah. a mixture of everything they need, right? So like fruits and vegetables that they like to eat. But what if a child is picky and doesn't like that, fruits and vegetables? Yes. What do what would you suggest parents do to introduce that? You know, this is part of it. It's not just at school, but at home. Like any time we're having it to, to try to provide these things, Number one, especially at school or just setting them up for success, mass, whatever it's going to be, to be able to say, look, this is actually, if, if you eat this instead of that, you're going to be tired, you're going to be upset, you're going to have behavior problems. Uh, so to be able to set them up for success is something we're trying to do. Whether they understand that or not, mm-hmm. what happens is in the same way that, like, I'm not going to let you walk out of the house with two different shoes on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you actually mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not going to give you an option. So that's difficult as a parent to say, actually, you don't have an option especially these days when the parenting theory tends to be like, you have to let the kids decide, otherwise you're going to mess them up for life. The truth is, like, mm. in, in so many ways, uh, when it comes to, like, teaching them language to dressing them, that kind of thing, we don't give them options because that would not be good for them, you know? So to say, as a child, mm-hmm. if I've got options, I'm going to take the one that I like best. Mm-hmm. If I don't have options, I'm going to learn to like what's in front of me. 
Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we all do as human beings. Learning to come into play, yeah. David, yeah. with yeah. this option yeah. stuff. You, I can remember. Yeah. I never had options as a kid growing up. I didn't, I didn't give my Back kids. In my too, day. I didn't give my kids too many <laughs> options either. It was like, I'm sorry, this is how it is. Now you you know what right. what Gabby was and saying they earlier. Out pretty good. Uh, Gabby was talking about how you 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 learn to like something. Uh, I yeah. would not eat red beans and rice when I was a kid at home at right. all. Okay, at school you right. had to. That's what you were served, and boy, you better eat what's on your plate, right? There's nothing else. And it it wasn't much longer. I loved my mom. Like, what happened to you? Because I loved it. I mean, it Uh just, uh, I don't know what happened, but it it kicked in. So, you're right. We we all go through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My wife was, uh, she was in early childhood education and and development, whatever she was in in, in, uh, college. And one of the things they learned was that the, the taste buds of anybody, but especially as a child, take seven exposures. Uh, for I think that number's right. I may be saying it wrong, but there's it takes like seven exposures for you to begin to like something. Really? So especially the child, mm. the first introduction is usually not a pleasant one. It's just too new and too different. So it usually takes some time. So as a parent, we can know that like it just might take some time hmm. uh, and, and to recognize yeah. that. I think God gave us this role as a parent. It's not because it's easy. Uh, and sometimes we got to fight against our children. Uh, but it, even it sounds silly, but like taking the battle of food, especially with picky eaters, taking that to prayer, asking for a strength to not just be a tyrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the assumption is that two options are to be a tyrant or to be a walking on a pushover at a doormat. Right, right. Our, those are not our only options. Mm-hmm. Our, our options are to love our child yeah. well enough to give them what they need to be healthy and to be able to say, this is your option, partner. I love you. I'm not giving you something else. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a tyrant here, but like, this mm-hmm. is what we're going to have to eat tonight because this is what your body needs. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get up point. until we've eaten, right? Or I'm not going to give you the pizza. I'm not going to give you the hot dogs that you eat every night. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. So well, Dave, let's talk about... I 100% agree, and I think looking things online as well can help as recipes Mm -hmm. that you think your child would like, or your family would like. Uh, But let's talk about kind of switching gears because this seems to be Mm -hmm. kind of a struggle in the household sometimes. Breakfast. Breakfast being the most important meal of the day, getting them fueled up Mm -hmm. for their day at school, talking about why it's so important for us to make a priority to feed our children breakfast in the morning. Yes. Yeah, that's one of those things I think, one of the things we don't, because we don't treat ourselves very well in this regard a lot of times, the assumption is that you'll be fine, you know. But the truth is, like, our kids are growing, their metabolism is usually super high, uh, and to, to be able to set them up well, to set them up where they, they can be alive and, and, and moving, and, and their brains are moving, and they're, they're growing and developing, that morning time is a massive amount of, like, growth happening, right? Mm-hmm. Amount, like, a large amount of, like, you know, waking up and moving. That is uh, the amount of energy required to get moving, to get going, to enter into a high-pressure environment, usually with school, with social situations, mm-hmm. requires a lot. Uh, so to be able to recognize, like, as a parent, I've got to put that on my list if I haven't already, to make this a priority. And sometimes creativity can be tough. I know for us, if, if I can just hold on to the fact that they need protein and, honestly, fat, mm-hmm. not a lot of carb. You know, carb is, is going to be there, but it has to be balanced by, like, if they're going to get a carb, it's going to be balanced by a lot of protein. Because hmm. the protein and the fat is going to give them the staying power, right? Okay. That's what's going to give them the yeah. substance. And yeah. the carb is going to be a high burn, you know, but if that can be balanced by protein and fat, uh, then it won't be too bad. So, so if, you have a, avoid if you have a high burn, yeah. in other words, too many carbs, you're going you're gonna to feel great and then crash quickly? Is Big that what time. happens? Okay. Within a couple of, within like an hour and a half. So, oh, wow. Like okay. Try, yeah. No cocoa you, puffs you, you, you for days <laughs> in the morning. Well, no, honestly, even if you just eat a bowl of Cheerios, see how you feel an hour and a half later. Yeah. You're going to have like the jitters, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you meant it for your kids too, right? Yeah. 
Interesting. It's so yeah. important yeah. for them for test taking, stay focused, um, and yeah. just to have that energy to get their day started on the right foot. So uh, making yeah. that a priority yeah. and seeing what's best for your family. David, thank you so yeah. much for joining us today. David Dawson, Absolutely. Jr., COO you, of Witness to Love. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Dave. I'm hungry. No Cocoa Puffs. Oh, shoot. Cereal. I'll eat, a, I'll eat a chicken no. in the morning, man. Apparently. <laughs> Muffaladas are great. I'm just yeah. letting y'all know. Yeah, yeah. donuts. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Stay with us. Steve Nelson joins us. When we return from the break, we're talking about the Magdalena Prayer Book. It's 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Eight past the hour, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Damian Collada and Gabby Smith. And right now we have Steve Nelson. He's a Catholic convert and author, and he's going to talk about the new book, his new book, The Magdalena Prayer Book. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, David. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. So you're a Catholic convert. How long, how long have you been Catholic, Stephen? Yes. So I, I converted back in 2009. 2009. So and yeah, you're, and be, uh, 14 years this June. Wow. And you're, you, you, you're hitting the ground running, then, if you've got a book on the penitent prayer uh, through uh, St. Magdalena. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, so uh, my, my apostolate, Gaud and Angeli, put it together. Uh, we, we specialize in restoring devotion to St. Bibiana in the Archdiocese of L.A., which mm-hmm. we can get into, but, but we also have this uh, wider call to restore devotion uh, that we feel is needed in society everywhere, you know, regardless of whether or not it's within the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Um, so uh, the Magdalena Prayer Book mm-hmm. is a book that we started in the year 2020. And if you remember, that year was a oh, yes. year for yeah, Catholic. Yeah. Good time um, to write a book. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and this book is, is really kind of functionally a survival guide for the penitential sinner who's looking for confession, looking for communion, but can't find it for, mm-hmm. for one reason or another. God forbid they shut our, our church doors again, we don't want that. But, right, right. You know, there's many things that might keep us from the sacraments, things like sickness, um, maybe our agendas, maybe, uh, you know, getting in a car accident on our way to confession, God forbid. Gosh, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. our own personal, you know, uh, despair or the temptation to despair. So mm-hmm. this book is is meant to cultivate the conditions for perfect contrition. Wow! And and give you devotions that um, that cultivate those conditions, but also provide you uh, with other prayers for spiritual communions. So it's centered around the teachings of the Council of Trent, which put together a really beautiful kind of anatomy of these conditions of perfect contrition. Um, at a time when many people were losing the sacraments because whole regions were falling away from the faith. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it in a nutshell. Well, so many of us, uh, we don't take the light into going to confession because it's it's hard sometimes because you've got to you've got to unload some of your uh, things that you are ashamed of and that you're not proud of. And I know that's hard. And and uh, this book is that what you're saying? Kind of helps you along with that, uh, the encouragement, and helps you to dig a little deeper. Is that what this book does? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. let me let me list a couple of conditions okay. uh, for perfect contrition. Right. This will kind of help us understand. So, 
you can you can find these conditions if you read slowly and prayerfully the act of contrition that the church has written for us. Okay. Um, you can reverse engineer these conditions. So it's not like the Council of Trent, you know, um, didn't invent something new here. They just wanted to give the faithful really a lot of clarity um, into what what's the nature of perfect contrition, what, what might be the things that we want to really focus on. So love of God is the preeminent condition, okay. right? It's the mm-hmm. thing that makes condition, contrition perfect. It makes contrition what it is. We're sorry for, for having offended thee because thou art all good okay. and worthy of our love. Right. Uh, the next condition, hatred of sin and necessity of sorrow. So we've got prayers that kind of like stoke the fires of our hatred of our sins and get us ready to be sorry for them truly. Mm-hmm. The Council of Trent says, to the degree that we are sorrowful is the same degree that we're called to in our love. We're called to be contrite with our whole heart, just mm-hmm. as we're, we're called to love God with all our heart. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm summarizing there. Um, then we have the intention to confess and satisfy. That's really needed. We need, a, we need a desire and intend to singularly confess all those sins and make penance for them. Uh, the will to amend is the next condition, okay. which is, you know, the decision to sin no more. Right. When, when Christ, Christ says, you know, go and sin no more to the adulteress. Uh, right after that, he says, I am the light of the world. He that, he that follows me has, walks in the light and not in the darkness. So we have to intend to walk in the light and do what we can to, to work towards that end. And then the final one is co- confidence in divine mercy. And this, I think, is, the, is really important for our age to hear, because if we're not confident, if we don't believe that God is, is able and willing to forgive us, we're going to end up resenting Him. If we don't believe that He doesn't love us and He wants to save us, we're going to end up resenting Him in our sin. So, uh, you know, the Council of Trent again beautifully says, you know, God is so disposed towards us that He, he willfully pardons those who are truly penitent. He's so disposed. That's his disposition to us. He's just waiting for our sorrow, Mm -hmm. and he wants to forgive us. Wow. Wow, this is, excuse me, this is a wonderful, and your timing is great. You're doing this uh, right before Lent, and uh, I I think it's a good good preparation for Lent, right? Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. That's a great observation. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, you being a Catholic convert, you, you were already running an apostolate. I mean, and a few times you've been doing. What inspired you to write this book? Well, this book came from you know during during the lockdowns, a lot of our virtual pulpits uh, around the world were preaching about uh, you know if if you can't get since you can't get the sacraments, strive after perfect contrition. Like you right. pray, act in contrition, make spiritual communions. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to, as long as I had time, you know, there was that, the first, the first half of that first year, everybody was very afraid that this was, this was it. <laughs> we're, yeah, yeah. we're all doomed. We're all dying. Um, but, you know, time went on and people weren't getting that sick. Some people unfortunately died and, right. and you know, God rest them. Um, but I, I was talking to my, my co-founders and I were talking about how do we, how do we make sense of this conviction we have to, to spread devotion, to the Viana, but also to give society what they really need right now. We mm-hmm. all felt like I'm, we're sure the church has talked about what perfect contrition is. Yeah. And then we started digging and found the council trend is just like so abundant in, 
in that kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one thing led to another. We started working together to develop this. Um, I, I'm, I'm a designer by trade. Okay. So, so I specialize in kind of curating things and putting things together in, into like a system. Right. Um, and we had, we had many volunteers that contributed to uh, identifying prayers, identifying formats. Even the name of the book came from one of our I love volunteers it. who gave us some feedback. I love it. I, I love the Magdalena prayer. That right there gets your attention. As, as a matter of fact, now it's, exactly. it's going to be le- released soon or is it out already? Yeah, it's to be released on January 16th. Oh, very soon. Okay, Sophia great. Sophia Institute Press. Sophia Institute. So they're going to go to sophiainstitute.com, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, wonderful. Well, Stephen, I hope it's success. I think I'm going to get it so that I'll have a, uh, a deeper, more meaningful Lent as well. So um, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much, David. All I appreciate right. you, and God bless you. All right. Take care. Yeah, it's it's. I, I like the way we're already. I mean, Lent's gonna be uh, what is it? A month away? A uh, beginning of Lent? Weeks away. Yeah, the fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even even. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We were talking about that yesterday. Valentine's Day. I know. Valentine's it's gonna be an Day. interesting ass Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Well, we're gonna offer up a prayer of healing because it seems as though the the crud is going around everywhere, and we want to make sure everybody stays as healthy as possible. Amen. So, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Loving and compassionate God, you reach your hand of healing to all those who are in need. Give us the comfort in our times of suffering and hope in the face of despair. Touch us with your love now and always. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, amen. Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Thank you so much to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director for the behind-the-scenes magic. We have a wonderful show for you tomorrow. Steve Shulkins with the Men's Emmaus Retreat will give us details. Dan Mayola will talk about healing for adult children of divorce and separation. Cole Jones with the Diocese of Baton Rouge Digital Media Department. And Ann Camacho with Corda Candles. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.